Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Coming up on the Holderness Family Podcast, you ever get worried about what your kids are doing on the internet? Well, we've got the woman who literally wrote the book on it. If you're not worried about screwing up your kids, I feel like maybe you should be. I think the question we get a lot is like, are you worried about how this is screwing them up? The answer is yes, by the way. We try to balance our daily fears of keeping our kids safe. I quoted to my daughter this morning, like on social media or in a text, don't post it if you wouldn't say it in front of the three P's, your parents, your pastor, or your principal. With Penn's weird hippie alter ego. Mindy, what are you doing to your kids and their freedom? And you're like trolling your kids, man. And also there's these shenanigans. I know the question that everyone has is what is Flarn? Mine is all pimple popping videos and earwax removal. <laughs> I mean, who wants a dad doing duck face? It's the Holderness Family Podcast. Let's get started. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We are the Holderness family. We make zany videos on the things. Are we calling them zany? Why not? I mean, yeah. We're on the Facebook and the YouTubes, and we do these silly, silly family videos. But we do this podcast, and it's our very favoritest thing ever. And we would love it if you would press the subscribe button when you have the opportunity. Wherever you get your podcasts on iTunes, it's a little purple button right next to the Holderness family podcast. It really helps us continue to do what, as Kim said, is our favorite thing. It's our most favoritest thing, and then it just kind of goes to you. Also, if you are listening uh, to this podcast, take a screenshot on Instagram. Tag us, at The Holderness Family. I love seeing where you're listening, how you're listening, and uh, I always do my best to comment back. We have a fantastic guest who's joining us today to talk to us about the best way to parent your children around the social media world. But before we get to her, I need to ask Kim and Max... Am I pulling off the fake energy this morning? Uh, what do you mean? You seem very caffeinated. Yeah, you seem very happy. Okay, that's good to know. I on, didn't realize you didn't want to be here. Well, no, I'm just on day three of 
just dealing with myself after oh yeah shutting down the city of Minneapolis so, as my Virginia Cavaliers won the national championship and yes. I'm finally feeling back to normal. Yes, perhaps were you uh, you stayed up too late? I did. You may, perhaps overserved at some point in time. I mean, I got in a breakdance contest with a fake prince, so. Well, not, not, not like a fake, prince of a country, like a, a, a prince impersonator. It was a, li- a, a little guy who looked like prince, who was dressed exactly like prince. This is an impersonator, not a, like, yeah. <laughs> you you mean like some guy who's trying to catfish me? Yes. Like the prince of Zamunda? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just went straight there because Coming to America Coming is to not. America is going to have a sequel. Anyway, um, no, we're happy to have you back. You did a great job with this interview. I was so looking forward to this interview. First of all, I really look up to Mindy, Mindy McKnight yeah. and her family. They are like OG YouTube. They started YouTube like in 2009 before I think I had ever heard of YouTube. Um, they uh, started their YouTube channel called Cute Girls Hairstyles because she loved to do her twins' hair. And so she had a blog and she just said, hey, I'll just braid their hair, you know, and put it on YouTube. And it turned, it has turned into, I mean, is empire? Does that have a negative connotation? I don't know. It's an empire. Uh, They have millions and millions of subscribers on that main channel. Their twins are now in college and adorable, Brooklyn and Bailey. And if you've not heard of them, your kids definitely have. They And their other daughter, Camry Noel, has, um, has, a, has a YouTube channel as well that's super popular. So um, she wrote this book. And it's an amazing one. Um, and it's really, it's really been, it was an important read for the kind of season of life we're in right now. Yeah. So just to give you guys an update on what's going on with us, we gave our daughter a cell phone in the last few months. Uh, she is going through a growth spurt. She's in middle school. She's gone from being a cute little girl to a pretty young woman. And I need all the guidance I can get about this. Yeah. So um, we... And we went in with very open-minded. She was, she's in sixth grade. She's 12 years old. And she was the last of her <laughs> class to have a cell phone. And what it came down to is like, do you need it? You know, I understand kids need cell phones for different reasons. And we, we it turns out we were leaving her places. She's on the basketball team. <laughs> wait, and wait they, we need to clarify we're well, leaving her places. So she's on the basketball team and they practice in different places and they have games in different places. And so it's like, I would go pick her up in one place and then she wasn't there. And, like, and then you would get a phone call I from an un, like an unknown number and I, it's like, hey, Mom, I'm and calling from Audrey's Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I? If I had a phone, that wouldn't be a problem. So, uh, so out of my needing her to have a cell, and yeah. we do travel enough that we travel. You and I travel, and um, you know, for work, and the kids are back, and then they have an amazing sitter who we've talked about. But it'd be great to be able to keep in touch with the kids and not have to kind of navigate through the sitter and the whole thing. Yeah. So we needed it, and um, but let me tell you, as 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 I think I'm pretty literate when it comes to social media because it's kind of my job. I learned so much from this conversation and this book. Just looking at that book, I had kind of a you-know-nothing Jon Snow moment um, because I there are so many things and you know, when, when you listen to this podcast, I hope this doesn't freak anybody out and I also hope that you realize that we are taking all of this both literally and with a little bit of a grain of salt because you know, like once you get all these rules, I think you figure out how are you going to implement them into your family because there are obviously different parenting styles and there are people who are in different situations right. as far as how much exposure they get and who their friends are and how old they are. Like I am naturally a little more of a free range parent. So reading up on this, while I know it's helpful, gives me a little bit of like anxiety. Like are we over, 
Are we overdoing it? And the answer is no, we're not overdoing I, I know it. That's, I know that's your answer. And, <laughs> um, and we need you on that wall. And I understand like why you should be there. I'm just saying I, I'm, I'm at my most happy when I see my child being free and untethered and being able to grow on their own. And there is a way to do that with all of the things we're talking about, I hope. Yes, and we right? there's there's a siren in the background. And now and you're worried. Coming. You're worried that someone has see, kidnapped this is your why, daughter. See, yeah. this is why. No, okay. Now I'm gonna we're gonna introduce our amazing guest and just listen to these words I'm saying because this makes her so qualified. Mindy McKnight is currently ranked as one of the top 25 women on YouTube. She has cute girls hairstyles as one of her channels, which has like a gajillion subscribers. While her hairstyle tutorials began as a hobby, they've paid the way to a large family social media empire, including 23 million followers across all social platforms. They have more than 2 billion views in nearly every country worldwide. They've been featured on Good Morning America, The Today Show, every The View, and she's also been a featured speaker at various conferences and, and events. Mindy published her first book, Viral Parenting, A Guide to Setting Boundaries, Building Trust, and Raising Kids in an Online World, which debuted number one on Amazon for parenting school-age children and in privacy and online safety category. Welcome, Mindy. No, thank you guys for having me. So, talk uh, to me real quick about why you wanted to write this book. So the, the background behind the book is just simply that I mean, like you guys, what we do for work is in the digital space. And everywhere we were going, the second question we would get the most frequently was how we were dealing with our teenagers, how we were teaching them, what we were doing, how we were keeping them grounded. So I could just tell that there was like a hole in the space that nobody was talking about. And you have you you have six children and they're all on. We see them online. I, I think the question we get a lot, too, is like, are you worried about how this is screwing them up? To which we answer. The like, answer is yes, by the way. We're always yes. worried about how we're screwing. And if them you're up. not worried about screwing up your kids, I feel like maybe you should be no matter what it is that you do. <laughs> yeah. If you could be like, yeah. you could be in work and construction. You should also you should always be worried about screwing up your kids. But Anything. so how do you navigate that? I mean, we've talked. I mean, you guys have. Have your children's accounts have millions and millions of subscribers as well. So like, how do you navigate all that? I mean, I think we got lucky because when we started, the space was also very new. And so we sort of developed along with the space. I think it's probably a little even harder and more challenging for parents now that are jumping into it, kind of into the deep end of the pool, right? Like we started on the shallow end and sort of walked our way down. But I think it's just like always being involved and constantly having conversations. But mostly it's just that if you have a kid online, you need to be a parent online, period. Yeah. Social media is not going away. You could put your head in the sand about it, but it's we, you and I were raised at a time and where we didn't grow up with social media, but now we live with it. So we're in like this weird pocket of knowing life with both, but it's not going away. Yeah. And when you say being a parent, online. Um, do you ever get any blowback from people saying, well, I don't know how to swipe to the up for the Google and the Instagram stories? <laughs> like we're, you know, our generation, we're just not that smart when it comes to knowing how to be a, a parent online. And, and one of the things your book did was you sort of discovered even some, some hidden places where people can be online that, that parents need to be aware of. Yeah, I think that people, I think though, if you really talk to them, it's surprising because they really are online. They just don't think about it, right? Like most, 
most people our generation's age are now using email. They're using their computers. They're using on-site like travel websites, right? Like we're actually yeah. more tech savvy than we give our cre- ourselves credit for. Like you're using your phone as your alarm, like most of us, right? right? So we're involved in tech. We just maybe haven't thought about it as going forward into social media platforms like our kids do. And we're not aware, most of us, of like the Instagram burner accounts that sometimes well, Finsta, kid, yeah. yeah, Finstagram, that's Finsta. bonkers, right? Yep. Yeah, so go into that a little bit about um, there are there is something like your kids may have a fake Instagram account and the kids call it Finsta, by the way. Yeah, so a Finsta is a fake Instagram account. So a lot of times kids will have like their public forward-facing Instagram account that like mom and dad see and follow. And then they'll have like a secondary account that mom and dad won't know about. And that's the Finsta. And it depends on the kid. I've heard two things this way. I've heard some kids use it as more of just like a place to put up funny posts. So they're, they're very innocuous and it's still like safe content. And other kids are using it as a place to put up all the content they don't want mom and dad to see. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's like knowing if your kid has a Finsta account, and then B, how is your child using that account? I think we got. I got ahead of myself there talking about the fake Instagram account. That was me who got ahead I, of well, us. Sorry. Let's let's back up. So you have in your book. We so by the way, Lola, our daughter, just turned twelve, and she was the last person in sixth grade to get a phone. And finally, we broke down and got her a phone because she's in. She's on the basketball team and the tennis team. And quite honestly, they practice in different places and we were leaving our place like she needed a phone so we got her one and we we filled out we had her create a a contract um but what i loved about your book is you had a sample like apparent responsibilities as well that i hadn't even thought about so talk about like how you develop a contract just to have a cell phone okay so for my kids before they get their cell phone we we insist that they read through talk to us like we have very in-depth conversations as we go through the contract and then we all have to agree to sign the contract before they get their cell phone now if you'll if you look at the contract in the book it's like really intense it's intense in on purpose right we want to be able to hit everything we can possibly think of in the contract so that when we are all in the space and they're using their phones like nothing new is popping up that we haven't already discussed but if it doesn't work i mean the part of the book that i love is like if that contract doesn't work for you make your own right so um For us, we put parent responsibilities in the contract too. So we definitely said like, here's some parent responsibilities as well as the kid responsibilities so that the contract feels fair. You know, and some of them are hard. Some of them are like, don't overreact when your kid finds a problem online, which they inevitably will. Yeah, I loved that actually, because it, 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 one of the things in, in the social media and the cell phone contract was like, I will react, you know, fairly if for some reason my kid finds trouble online and cell phone and social media. Like if you have questions, I'm I'm here for it in a non-judgmental way, which is something like we need to go back and edit the contract we made with Lola well, to make this really yeah. obvious. Do you think that you would be able to? not overreact if something like that but happened to you? If I wrote you? it down, I would, but she would feel safe. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing I think we were missing is that at this point, mm-hmm. we had a one page, like 10 item contract. And I think we left a lot out and she needs to know that she she's not going to get in trouble. I mean, depending on the infraction. Well, um, the nice thing about it is if you did overreact, she can then pull the contract, right? right? And be like, hey, mom. Right, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Just like you do with her, right? When she's like looking at it after hours and you're like, hey, Lola, look at the contract. Yeah. It's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I think that that was something I really like. It was an aha moment for me. Like I have a responsibility too. 
We're going to get back to all that in just a second. But first, we want to welcome a new sponsor to our podcast, KiwiCo. They are speaking our language because they create these really cool kids' experiences with no screens required. Or language. Require or language. Yes. Okay, so KiwiCo, they have these really cool hands-on kits that they send you. And they design their projects specifically to encourage confidence and creativity. And the goal is that through play, kids get an enriching learning experience. Uh, that carries over into everything. So this month we got this like felt succulent garden with like clay stones modeling and like Lola was all about it because we kill everything, even succulents. And then there's this... You can't kill this. It doesn't require water. I know. And then there's this tinker crate that I have my son doing right now and it's like creating... And by the way, I offered it to my daughter too. She chose the succulent garden. Um, And it's like this whole like engineering thing. So that's the whole part of it is that it focuses on STEAM, which is the science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. They have seven lines underneath the umbrella for kids age 0 to 16, so we are super in the wheelhouse, and the kids are having a great time with it. And they're, they're doing the crafting, and, and this, they're all in these little packets, so yeah. instead of being all over the house and there being extra stuff everywhere, they have them in these little plaques. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just that's yeah. important to me. Well, and, and so they come every month, so it's super convenient, and it's right there, and, and kids just want to have fun, and they just want to be engaged, and they don't really need to be in a screen all the time, right? So change the way your kids play with Kiwi Visit KiwiCo.com slash Holderness and get your first crate free. That's KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Holderness for the first crate free. KiwiCo.com slash Holderness. Do you have, is there a right age to get a cell phone? I mean, look, I'm not going to tell parents what to do on that one. I think it's a very dependent on your situation and why your child needs the phone and certainly their maturity levels. I have one daughter that we gave the phone to at 13 that was obviously not old enough. And so we then had to revoke the phone for a while because she just couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of parents give their kids phones because they want to know where they are and they need to get a hold of them, just like you were talking about with Lola. Right. And I do just want to call out that if that's the only reason for the phone, you can get a non-smartphone for kids too. We actually, And then that yeah. prevents some of the social media issues from developing it like age 10. Right. You know? And, and actually, there's a product we love. It's called Relay. And it's like a tiny, it looks like an old school pager beeper. It's basically an old walkie talkie without a screen. It just has a button. But it works on a cell tower. So yeah. like she could be in New York and we're here like we could still communicate. We still have that with our son. And we had that with her forever. I think at age 12, she was like, okay, guys, like I have I'm whipping this out at tennis practice. Um, it's still and it has like a app so I can tell where they are and the whole thing so that worked and I think now I mean now she kind of inherited an old um, an old phone um, but I agree we and that that kind of bridged the gap for us for a long time yeah yeah um, I think that's a good one like if your child's seven or eight and you're doing like split home you know right. type situation that might be a good way to go for a little while instead of giving them a smartphone yeah. I think most kids, though, by the time they're like hitting 12, 13, you're sort of developing into that smartphone section of mm-hmm. life. And I think that's where it really kicks in. Right. And then in terms of social media, how did you I mean, again, this is like a different even just five or six years ago is a different world. When did you have them or allow them to establish social media accounts on their own? I mean, just because we work in the space, we were obviously really aware of COPA laws and what the platform age restrictions were. And so we really did with our kids wait until they were 13, Mm -hmm. which is primarily the age at which most platforms 
legally say the kids can use them. Mm -hmm. So we waited till 13 for our kids. But I know a lot of people don't. Yeah, no, I it's it's the irony is rich that I uh, work in social media and that my kids don't have their own social accounts. But they also like Lola wants her own YouTube channel. Here's here's the thing with our kids. Yeah. And our like we haven't made a contract for this, but it's kind of an unspoken rule. If they want to control and put their own content out, they have to learn how to do it. And they have to do the work. <laughs> and the way we work with our family is right now, I mean our kids they're not 13 yet. We Mindy, we treat them like George Clooney. We have like stand-ins and we get everything ready and they come in and they shoot for about 10 minutes and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, so they yeah. don't realize how good they have it. So they're like, I want to make my own, do my own thing. We're like, okay, what are you going to do? They're like, well, we're just going to give it to you and you're going to fix yeah. everything. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. And they aren't like the forefront of most of the videos. I would say most of the videos don't have them in them. So I think they want to do more videos, but I am just, dude, like most of the audience is very supportive, but then there are the randoms, right? Like, um, yeah. so I, that's the part where I kind of, Start. That wasn't even a question. That was just me. No, venting. we're just venting. <laughs> we're venting. And, and honestly, like meeting, we met Mindy and we met Mindy's family. Uh, and At CVX a couple years ago. Yeah. And, I, and I'd love to kind of get into this because I saw, um, you know, I saw the way that you guys worked as a family. You stuck together. You definitely trusted your daughters. I, I think we met Brooklyn and Bailey. I don't know if we met any of the other kids. We may have, but those were the ones that we spent some time talking to. Um, you you put them in situations where they got to meet their fans. It was a very safe situation. Also, for me, was like a little bit crazy because you saw the lines of people that were lined up to see uh, your daughters, which is t- it's equal parts affirming, should be affirming for the fact that you guys are doing something that people care about. But I bet at some point that was a little overwhelming as well yeah it's a it's overwhelming um it's always so sweet to see that people are invested in you and invested in your family and that they're loving the product that you're working so hard on putting out but yeah it can be a little overwhelming especially when the kids are younger and i mean inevitably you're going to get the creepers or the trolls once in a while and then you just have to deal with it and work around it Mm-hmm. Um, so on the social media thing, here's where we can talk about the 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 Finsta and the Instagram. I wish I have a good friend who whose daughter is was on Instagram, and she actually she's like, oh, will you follow me on Instagram? And you know, she's 13. I'm like, oh, sure, I'll follow you. And then I saw the pictures she was posting and little bathing suits and inappropriate poses. And I had to go up to my friend and say, you need to peep this. And I need to I, like I showed her what she was posting, and her mom, my friend was never she just like I don't understand Instagram so she wasn't on Instagram and she had yeah. no idea this was happening. Yeah. Yeah, which again, you, if you have a child on social media, you need to be on those the same accounts and you need to be following theirs. That just needs to be one of the rules of them having that platform, period. And then also what I love that you just said is that you had I talk about this in the book, the truth squad, right? Like you have that group of moms that if they see something popping with your kid, that they will come tell you mm-hmm. or vice versa. And you did that. Like you, you noticed something that was maybe a little bit of a red flag for your friend and you went over right away and told her. Yeah. And because there's like a whole frontal lobe thing that's still happening at age 13. They, she didn't know that like yep. putting her butt out in a tiny bikini was like, she didn't, I don't think she, she realized like the implications of that. And I'm all about like, celebrate you girl. You have a great body, but like, come on, you're 13. How or she you, may yeah. have been looking at it and thinking, oh, it's like my little 13-year-old friends from school that are right. looking at it and not realizing might also be, you know, 40-year-old Joe Blow yes. down the street looking at it too. Yeah. How do you find a Finstagram account? Because like, I, I, I'm sure 
these kids who are better at computers than we are now probably you know if they don't want their parents to see it they're gonna find a way is there is there a kind of a way to do this sorry i just thought i would ask because yeah. i'm naive about it i don't think no, I my mean, kids have the one easy there. way the easy way if your kid is doing it quickly is simply that you know if you tap your name your username life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain, if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. Name on the top of Instagram, it just drops down any other accounts you have. So a lot of times well, kids will just stick them both in there because they're too lazy to sign in and then sign, you know, sign out, back, then sign back in. So uh, they'll just toggle okay. them. So if you look there, I mean, if, if they're, like I said, if they're being lazy, it'll be there. If they're not being lazy and they're actually signing out and then signing in every single time, it becomes a little more difficult to find unless you're really deep diving their phone. Okay. And is there a way to search history on Instagram to find out what exactly they're searching for? Yeah, you can do, you can, you know, check their explore page. I mean, one easy way to do a search to see what your child's looking at is just go to their explore page on Instagram because the algorithm's built so that the things that they're consistently viewing is what pops on the explore page. So go to the explore page. And I mean, like on mine, if you go to mine right now, it's all hair videos or, you -hmm. know, pretty hair pictures. I mean, it's super boring, right? Because I'm always looking at hair stuff. So Mine, I mean, you can just yeah. go there and even see what they're viewing. Mine is all pimple popping videos and ingrown hair yeah. and earwax <laughs> removal. Kim I is go in on a the weird, dark web. She's in a weird place <laughs> online right now. I, I mean, she she went from pimple popping and that wasn't enough for her. <laughs> I so love it so She much. went into earwax removal and now this, this person hair. in Korea who only takes care of ingrown hairs. Mindy. I love oh, it so much. So Mindy, the next question is how to control <laughs> my, uh, my wife in a situation like this no, that's a different podcast. Steer that's her a- <laughs> toward different material, please. Help. He wishes it was hair tutorials. 
Um, okay, so <laughs> I Pen, do you like have a lot of chin stuff I, I, on yours? Pen, of, Pen has this, an Instagram account that's dedicated to just double chin pictures because I told him, I'm like, you need to start your own Instagram account and make it just really pretty pictures. So then he started just taking double chin photos I, everywhere. I, I went opposite because, He's, I mean, who wants a dad doing duck face yeah. from like on high? No. So I went double chin and it's blowing up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Double chin. Are you not pulling off triple chin yet? Oh, oh. no. There's. I have sevens of eights of chins when I need <laughs> oh, to. I hey. just have one of those very long necks um, that, <laughs> that I was, uh, you know, it kind of came from my mom's side of the family. And I can, yeah. Yeah. A lot I mean, of let's folds. see how many chins you have. I mean, I'm counting one, two, three. There's a lot of chins, honey. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I, I do feel bad for our kids that they can't do awkward high school and really bad decisions in college without social media now because i feel like if you do something really embarrassing in college like uh, we're all sitting here thinking about I mean, some of the crap I, that we did in college no, if, if there were cell phones back then i, I really don't know if i would have i mean I, I wasn't terrible but like you know what i mean so how do you educate your kids on just like the permanence of all of this I honestly, it's starting those conversations when they're teeny tiny and having them all the way up. But I think also showing them like on our family, we have a family text thread and we send articles when they pop of other people's experiences in Mm. the text thread and then kind of like have group discussions about them. So it doesn't feel like a parent lecture to our kids because it's not necessarily them or Mm -hmm. their situation. But at the same time, like you're using somebody else's situation to teach your kids what not to do. Right. So, you know, when we've had some of our own friends that are on, you know, Instagrammers or YouTubers that have had press situations pop where, you know, when they were 16 years old, they wrote some racial slur on Twitter. And now that they're 26, it's popping up, right? We mm-hmm. send that to the girls and we're like, look, look what happens. Like you can't do this. This is stuff you can't do. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I think just knowing that I think you had something in there, which I love. And I quoted to my daughter this morning, like on social media or in a text, don't post it if you wouldn't say it in front of the three P's, your parents, your pastor or your principal. So because you even in a text, you can screenshot that and send it everywhere. So um, just really, really be safe with what you're posting. Yeah, I tell my kids all the time, there's no such thing as digital privacy. There's just it's not. There's no such yeah, thing. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. Like, you're always going to hear that from your kids. But it's my private space. You shouldn't be in my text messages, you know, or whatever. And whenever my kids say that, I'm always like, if you want somewhere to write your private thoughts, get a diary. <laughs> you know, like, I'll stay out of your diary, but your text logs isn't a diary. Like, your friends can screenshot it. You know, the the platforms themselves are reading those or looking at them and learning how to better serve you ads. Like, it's not, it's just not private. That that is so. You did have. I know Penn wants to ask a question and keep interrupting. You did share in there like after you do monitor your girls' texts. Like after one of the one of your twins had a bad breakup, and you were just kind of like monitoring to see what would happen. Or maybe this was Sean, your husband, saying this. Like, and then once she kind of, I think she sent some like not ideal messages. Like you took the phone away, but you do monitor text messages. Yeah. So by monitor, I don't mean like every night I sit down and powwow with their phones, you know, because obviously I don't, I A, don't want to read them. Most of the time they're very boring. B, I don't have the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and C, like, until I feel like I can't trust them, I try to trust them as much as humanly possible. But I think as parents, you can kind of tell when something's off. Like if you walk in the room and your kid immediately puts their phone down, Mm. something's off. You Mm -hmm. know, if their child's behavior starts changing, 
so, like anything like that. And they have apps now that will just monitor it for you. Like I know Bark is one of them where right. you can program in certain words. Like you could say suicide or, you know, um, actually, whatever. Yeah. And bark, bullying yeah. and it will monitor them for you and then just ping you if those things are popping up in their videos or their DMs or their text logs. So sometimes it's not even about you doing it as much as just using creative software that does it for you. Yeah, I bark is actually I have a friend that works there and it they do they monitor all that they look for keywords. Um, and even something that has snuck up on us before Lola got a cell phone and Google Docs became yeah. and so they have they've a Chromebook at school and that became the way they were kind of texting each other was in Google Docs. Yep. Yep. So and I was like, I had not even thought of, and it was harmless. And but I went through again, they were selling sending like really funny memes to each other totally harmless, but it had not even occurred to me to check there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that's that's one thing that always makes me a little sad when parents are like the head in the sand parents where they're just like, no, my kid's not on social media. My kid's not. My kid doesn't use this stuff. You know, and you're like, no, you don't understand. Even if your kid's not using it at home, they're using it at school. They're using it at their friend's house when they go hang out at their friend's house. Like mm -hmm. they're using it through their Xbox. They're using it. There's like a thousand ways for them to get it. They're getting it. You just don't know about it. Yeah. For sure. So, uh, you, you know, sometimes, Mindy, when we have guests on who are so confident in their message and so on point, I like to introduce alter egos to argue with oh, them. Oh, for the love. Okay. So I'd like to introduce <laughs> you to hippie liberal parent, free, free range dad. Here, hang on. He, he, ju he just came in. <laughs> Sure. Mindy, what are you doing to your kids and their freedom? And they need to be free to express uh, themselves and the trust that you build when you let them walk across the street. Like, what's going on, man? Too much. Well, you're just you're like trolling your kids, man. What's up? Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I, and, and he has a tambourine it's like now. Tambourine, Mindy. It's tambourine. <laughs> yes, tambourine. So, what do you say to um, our our hippie dad, head in the sand dad? Yeah, I hear this one every once in a while, and I get the the one I hear is strict parents make um, sneaky children, mm. which is another one that's great too. That's a good another one. I'm going to use ego. that. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, look, they can parent that way if they want. I, I can't tell them that they can't parent that way. I'm just saying that it's probably likely that their child is going to bump into a problem situation that they're not going to be able to know how to handle. The other thing I would tell that parent is. So when I post online about social media stuff on my phone, my DMs blow up every time and every single time, like 60, 65% of my DMs are from kids talking about how they wish their parents were more involved. Mm -hmm. It's not the adults like talking about their kids. It's really interesting that it's so many times it's the kids saying, I wish my parents were doing this. I wish my parents had prevented me from finding this. I wish my parents had known how to do more of this. So the kids want it. They're, they're never going to tell you that, right? They're never going to come to your face and say that. But there is a desire for these kids to know their parents are monitoring them and helping them through this situation. Mindy, when I was a kid, I got on my bike at 8 a.m., I rode over to Cindy Testerberger's house and made out with her for four and a half hours. I came back and I turned out fine. Why can't you just let me do my thing, Mindy? Oh, my God. <laughs> how uh, did you learn how to drive a car, hippie dad? <laughs> You know, with school and the driver test and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not so going to win. I always, it's a pretty good I, comeback, I always actually. Say too, like, having a cell phone is like driving a car. You got to think about it like that. Like, you don't just give the keys to your 12 year old and go, here you go, have fun, you know, enjoy the road. 
an open wind in your face, go for it with my nice, new, my nice new car. You know, you put them through school, you put them through driver's ed, you drive with them for a year, they get their permit. That's how cell phone usage needs to be is it's like a guided process. Not, I mean, you don't have to be controlling, right? You don't have yeah. to be a dictator about it, but it needs to be a guided process. Penn you, really you, wants to keep this character going. What, and I what just kind of car does the hippie dad drive? Gave him the, like the, yeah. like across the neck, stop doing this sign. And so welcome to my marriage. Um, Are you ready? I, I knew Mindy would be good. Okay, this. yes, Mindy's so good at this. That, okay. was, that was well done. I will be quiet again. No, now. no. So, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh! So Dude, take I love, the tambourine back. I, I love following your Instagram account, and for uh, and before the launch of this book, and you probably still do this. You had some, you know, the kind of parenting challenges. It's almost like tutorials, but um, there is a um, with with your viral parenting uh, book. You have this viral parenting challenge, and it's uh, it's begin to understand and monitor your child's digital footprint with fifteen steps. We will link to that and to in the description of this podcast and when we write a blog post about it. So all 15 steps are on here, but I just want to go through a few of them if that's okay. Sure. Okay. Obtain child's passwords and see what social media platforms they're using. That seems like a no brainer, but before that I didn't have Lola's password. Major fail. Uh, Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, Set up your own social media accounts on the platforms your child's using uh, to monitor. So that we've talked about, like, if your kid's on Instagram, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to use it. You need to learn how to use it, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Turn off geotagging on pictures on child's phone. So why is that important? So geotagging, if they take a picture at their school and then they post it online, it, it literally tags the school they're at. So if you're concerned at all about somebody figuring out where your child is at any given moment, I mean, if they're at the mall and they take a picture with their friends, if there was a predator following them, they would now know your child's at the mall. So that's why it's just like turn off so that they can't see where they're at at any given moment. Awesome. Okay. Change airdrop settings to contacts only or off until I need. Yeah. I mean, my girls talk about this happening all the time at school. They'll forget to turn their airdrops to only contacts and random people at school send out pornographic pictures just for kicks and giggles across airdrop. So whoever's within a radius, you know, you get this crazy picture popping up. That's crazy. But on the other hand, Mindy, a lot of this has happened to me twice. I've been hanging out with someone and I've forgotten their name. For real. Oh. And, 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 and I'm like at a party and I'm like, wait. And so I went through the airdrop settings and I, Stop. Found, and I found their name. Clever. Sneaky. I'm just That's saying. That's actually very smart. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a little freaky. It meant that everybody had my name if they wanted to find it. But it was useful because uh, I for, Max is trying it right now. Yes. Sorry. I, like, I, I no. totally agree that I don't want um, uh, 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 sexual predators uh, getting away with this because I can't remember people's names. Yes. So let's move on. Let's move, move on. on. Yes. Uh, it's not even sexual predators. Like at school, my girls, I mean, it's literally their friends it's Porn like pictures yeah. at school it's other students and sometimes maybe it's not like as an extreme pornographic right. material but it's something somebody dropping like a, a really you know racial slur picture or a meme that they didn't want to see or whatever right it's just random things popping on their phone they have no control over um turn on find my friends and share location with parents phones we did that yeah yeah that's after we read your and book if you Thank don't want to use find my friend there's plenty of other you know, apps or systems in place where you can just track each other. Um, and this is something we did, um, the the set screen time with passwords. So on the Apple phone within setting, you can 
you can set screen time. So like Lola's phone goes down at like 730 and then she can't use it again until like whatever time. And I think she has to ask permission for more time or something like that. Yep. yep. You can ping each other. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do on, on Android, it's called digital well-being mm-hmm. um, and it's very, very similar. So same kind of setup. You can schedule it so that it goes down while they're at school and then comes back up. I mean, you know, you can do lots of different things with it. Um, discuss pros and cons of hashtags. What does that mean? Yeah. So hashtagging, I mean, if you are somebody, I think a, just making sure that your child understands that if they use a hashtag, they can now be discovered in other situations, right? Like Mm -hmm. it opens them up to other people's eyeballs, besides outside of their little normal circle. And then people searching hashtags, like you can go look up the hashtag share goodness and inevitably somebody's going to drop some dirty picture in there. So mm. just teaching your kids that sometimes hashtags are where they find inappropriate material too. Okay. Oh, Any more? No, I do. But you had your eyebrows raised like you wanted to ask a question. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, and so again, all of these will be, um, we'll put, we'll link this into the uh, the description of the podcast, but check image search history and text messages um, and and check for hidden uh, hidden photo folders. What's yeah. that all about? Those are all ways. So I think I in my, maybe it doesn't say this on the paper, but when I did it on my actual Instagram, I called these kind of like the level three, you know, ways to deep dive. Like on a normal kid that everything seems to be going well, you probably aren't going to be worried about deep diving for hidden photo folders, right? Again, this is going to be a situation where your child's red flagging for some reason, or you're overly concerned. And so you're like doing a little bit deeper search on their cameras or their phones. But yeah, uh, there is a way to hide a, a folder. And then you can put photos that you don't want your parents to see. So like if I just went into one of my kids normal photo folders, those photos wouldn't be there. But then you can go into one of their hidden folders. Yeah. And suddenly you get all the swimsuit pics or whatever. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and I, I, I had that. no idea, by the way, I had no idea that there was a hidden. I just had to scroll farther down on my photos. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hidden album. Oh, I had yep. no I had no idea that existed. What's in yeah. your hidden album, honey? Uh, it's a lot of uh, pimple popping. That's videos. probably right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really a trick to keep right. that private, honey. Yep. And yep. I just I think it's important to note that like the goal is never to try to be outsmarting your child. Like, cause I think the kids are always going to be smarter than us or faster at creating ways around us than we will them. So at least in my house, it's more of just like being socially conscious and being aware that these things exist so that we can then have conversations about them and hoping that because we're talking about it openly all the time, that it doesn't get to that point. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I and I do believe there is so much good on social media. Yeah. I mean I 100% agree. Yeah, like the the community community you have built, the commu- like the the online the comments of support we've gone after posting a tough video. I mean, it is like I've just gone through them and it's just like it's like getting a virtual hug. A thousand percent we have received more good than bad off social media. So I think that when used for good, it is amazing, but there are those pitfalls that I think it's irresponsible for us to expect like our 12 year old would just know how to navigate like she just she's mature and she's wonderful but she needs us to kind of put a seatbelt on her when it comes to this i love that you said seatbelt because it takes it back to that car analogy right that we teach them and of course there's still i mean like i would i think that all of us driving a car would say there's of course there's an element of us possibly getting in an accident every time we're in our vehicle but the chances are slim if we're 
driving and obeying the rules of the law, you know, and mm-hmm. the road and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're making legal turns instead of illegal turns. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we put things in place like seatbelts and airbags and sensors on our cars so that we add like an extra layer of protection to try to prevent us from on the off chance if something happens that we're even more safe. So that's that's sort of what we're doing with these rules is just building in the seatbelts or the sensors and kind of giving our kids those guidelines, knowing that there's always a possibility they're going to bump into something, but what do they do? How do we work them around it? And then what do they do if that happens? Mm-hmm. We have been talking mostly in this last half hour <clears throat> about ways to keep our family safe, to keep our kids safe, and also to do it the right way. And, uh, you know, Kim, you've always, like, that's always been your foremost feeling that you've had you have been the alpha of that in our family and um you've done a great job i think i also i want to mention though with the book mindy it's not just like here's how you (laughs) check on your kids social media there's a lot of really cool positive aspects to your family life like your family's core values and this this kind of like togetherness bit that you had in the book and i my, my favorite part of the book was that you guys have your own family motto yeah, I, I think yeah. that's so cool. Was that you? Was that Sean? Uh, how did that come to origin? I think that we met a family when we were, you know, newly married that had a family motto. And for whatever reason, that just always stuck with me. So then when we had our own kids, I was like, yeah, we need to have like a little, you know, I mean, brands have it all the time, right? Like their mission statements. And it was like, what's our family mission statement? Like what's right. our core messaging? What's our family motto? What do we stand for? And sometimes they're super short and rhymy and other times they're a little bit longer like ours is, but what it's is- just a way to like quickly and efficiently kind of say what your family stands for. Yeah, I can read, I can read their, their motto if you want to. Is that what you're wondering, Kim? Well, well I was thinking maybe Mindy could tell me. What Do you was. think she's got it memorized? That'd be awesome. No, <laughs> Pen, go ahead. <laughs> no, the, I, now that you put me on the spot, yeah. I'm going to say it wrong. You know that, right? Yeah, okay, Pen, go no, for it. It says, as members of the McKnight family, we believe that family is ordained of God. Successful marriages and families are established and maintained on the principles of faith, prayer, repentance, forgiveness, respect, love, compassion, work, and wholesome recreational activities. Happiness in family life is most likely to be achieved when founded upon the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what they believe in, and everybody puts their stamp on that. And you guys try to live, I would imagine by that motto as much as possible. Yeah, we do as much as possible. And I think the back half of the book sort of just talks about those analog moments, like, and how they're still important too, right? The family dinners, the family outings, the family vacations, the family motto, that type of thing. And just like managing that teeter-totter balance of making sure that your digital and your analog is balanced correctly or your teeter-totter tips. By the way, I think your family motto should have fun in it. Yeah, that's what I, I yeah. Look like you're having so much fun. We do have. A I'm lot working of fun. on it. I'm like I'm working on it in my head. It was like we're having fun, <laughs> and also like a lot of times I hear someone say you're doing it wrong. So. <laughs> Um, like we're well, having fun. Like, we're we having... maybe doing it wrong, but we're doing our best and we're having fun. Exactly. That's yeah. right. We're probably doing it wrong, but we're doing our best <laughs> and we're having fun. And and for the remaining time we have with Mindy, uh, I think the four of us, Max, Mindy, Kim, and I, are going to put together the Holderness family. No, no. <laughs> we got it. We need to have one. We. What I, do you think? I I feel like we need to spare poor Mindy from that hot mess. I feel like she could help. Um, I don't have a family motto, but I have a family whistle. What, oh, is that when your girls are? When it's more more for Felicia, my wife, when I can't find her in like public places. <laughs> okay, it's <laughs> oh, like a yeah, like it, it goes, goes up. up. 
Except that whistle. is not a motto, Max. And, and if is... she's in the other room, like she actually might be in the other room right now, maybe she would respond with that same... Oh, uh, she goes up too? We both do the same so thing. So when zombie apocalypse happen, we know that the oh. Trujillos will be mm-hmm. reunited. Head on a swivel, whistles up. Yeah. Whistles up That's guns awesome. Um, That's your motto right there. Head your... on a swivel, whistles up. <laughs> Why not? See, Woo! I told you she'd be good at this. Thank you, Mindy. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, Mindy, so, so much for... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Taking the time to talk with us, um, we are going to be linking to places where people can buy this book. I highly, highly recommend it. It is such a good read. And like we not only is it a great read, an easy read, but I'm going to use it as like a reference guide um, just to kind of keep handy. So thank you. No, thanks, you guys. Yeah, this was super fun. And good luck with all of this. This is so exciting. Thank you. 